hoping my voice holds up. Just still been having hoarseness over and over and over for about three weeks now. It's kind of a pain. Not gonna lie to you. But uh, I mean, uh, not too many people <laughs> listen to this thing. Uh, and I'm not famous, so I don't. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. But if you have listened, or if you know me, which is probably everyone that's ever listened to this, or people that know me, uh, a year ago today, I'm trying to cuss, because, you know, there's a chance family might listen to this, and it's a little different. Uh, A year ago today, I sat in the same truck that I'm sitting in right now with the same headphones on my head and I was talking about my mom and at the time I was doing that I didn't realize like look I'm not blind deaf or dumb I knew it was coming but I, I didn't know that I was basically eulogizing my mom the day before she died she um she was on hospice it was a Friday she got put on hospice she died that Tuesday morning um it's been a year tomorrow and I know I said I wasn't gonna curse, but this shit still hurts pretty good <laughs> a year later. I can't explain what it's like to lose either parent. I, I lost my <laughs> March is a really messed up month because in two weeks. I could probably sit my ass here and do the same thing talking about my dad because it'll be two years from when he passed. My mom and my dad died a year apart in the exact same month. 12 months of the year. And they died in the same month. A year apart. But anyway, I cannot explain what it's like to lose a parent. And I'm going to put it like this. To lose a parent that you love. People got complex relationships with their parents. Some people can't stand their parents. Don't have no love for their parents. And that's your reasoning. I can tell you I have a lot of love for my parents. I miss them dearly. I. It's only a feeling that I think you can truly understand if you're in the quote unquote club it's like a part of you is gone and you can't get it back it's like I I, I have all my limbs but I've heard people that have lost limbs they say it's like a phantom feel a phantom movement like if you lost your leg 
you still feel like you're wiggling your toes sometimes. That's that's about as close. Like, only way I can tell you how it feels is to really give you an example that you probably can't feel either because you probably don't identify with that either. But it's, it's, a, it's a phantom feel. Like, I feel like I could get on the phone and call them. Like, right now. Like, that feeling is the feeling you may be familiar with when you go, oh, damn, I need to call my mom. Oh, man, I need to go visit my mom. I need to go call my dad. I need to go visit my dad. That feeling that you feel and then you can, it's an itch that you can scratch. But when you lose them, it's an itch that you can't scratch. It's still there. It's familiar. It feels like a fixable problem. It's like, hell, I just get my ass up and go visit my mom. Go to an apartment and visit my mom. Get on the phone, call my mom. Yeah, she might she might talk my ear off for a good 10 minutes. But I set that time off and I'll talk to my mom. I know it might take about an hour or two hours of conversation. But I'll have that conversation with my dad. And you can't no more. And it's not always met with devastation. It's just, it's deflation. It's like, I can't. It's like, oh yeah, I can't. Like, something happens. Like, my mom's favorite, one of her favorite shows, or a couple of them, and a lot of people, I'm sure, identify with this, with their parents, and shit, we getting old, so we might be them people now. But my mom likes two shows. Law and Order. And Chris Lee knows best. Now, when my mom was still alive, the Chris Lee folks was in trouble with the law. But she passed away before they got, you know, their sentencing and all that. So when you find out that they about to be in the pen for about a good decade, I, first thought process is, I'ma call my mom. Cause any other time I'm like, Mom, you know the you know the Chrisley folks? They got ten years. You ain't gonna be watching they I would have started it off and she would have answered but hello. I was like, hey mom, you ain't gonna be watching them Chrisley folks for a long time. And she'd be like, Well, what happened? And then I would have told her. And she'd be like, Ooh, that's what they get. It, it's then dude from Law and Order uh, what's his name Richard Belzer he died like a couple weeks ago and he, the thing I used to always like to do cause my, my dad got me on this um that rush you get from calling somebody and telling them that somebody you know died it's like you ain't happy they died but it's like man I'm gonna be the first one to tell me and my friend Matt we got that now with pretty much wrestlers, some celebrities. But one of us will contact the other and just say the person that will say their name and then we'll say dead. And sometimes it's like complete, most of the time it's complete surprise and a few times it's complete devastation because you didn't see it coming. 
But it's a rush to tell people that. With some strange thing, you want to be the first to get that information. And I'm that guy. And I would call her and tell her. My mom used to keep, I actually kept it. My mom kept a death diary of every celebrity or person she knew that passed away. And it's just uh, a morbid-ass book (laughs) of just the names and the date they died. It's just, my mom always had a thing about um, death. She used to fear it. And as she got older, like, she was terrified of funerals. Like, when my grandfather died, um, well, my father's father, when he died, um, it was really just kind of me and my mom that were really there to take care of some stuff. Because my grandma was dealing with dementia. You know, and they were both in nursing homes, so it was just me and her. And when the day came for the, the the wake, we walked in, man. She saw that casket, and she straight up fainted. I ain't never seen nobody faint in my life, bro. Like, I, I've never... I thought that shit was out of a movie. Like, it just was... Whoop, she went down. I'm like, damn. My mama went down. Mama down. I had to, to call her ease it down I'm like mom mom you know she feared death and funerals very harshly and after that though she was good and then like for years she ushered funerals at her church and you know it, it, it was an interesting change in her so she had a weird relationship with death is <laughs> basically what I'm trying to say I don't really know what the hell this is, what I'm doing right now, this podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. I just knew I wanted to talk. And and I, I, it's not that I don't talk to people about her or about my dad. It's just, it's hard because everybody has stuff. And I don't mean that. And I know that anybody that gives a damn about me they want to listen. They want to be there. It's not... They would never want me to feel like a burden. But we're all at that age, man. Where our parents are getting up there. And... Some of us have lost our parents already. And... They understand. But the thing about it that is understood is... There ain't no getting over it. A lot of shit go on in your life... You lose a friendship. You lose a relationship. Time heals that wound. Time don't heal this wound. It don't, bruh. It, it don't. It, it, it is a gaping hole. <laughs> it's a gaping hole. I find myself sometimes... I'm just talking to someone about my mom or about, you know, anything on my dad. And I just start to cry. There's no rhyme or reason, bro. It just happens. 
Next thing I know, it's that feeling of like you reached the point of no return when the tears are coming. It's like, damn, I'm crying. I did not mean to cry right now. But it happens. It is something that you will, anyone around you, and they may not even mean it in a heartless way, that kind of makes you feel like you got to get over this. You got to recover from this. If they're an asshole about it, you know, you might have to cut them on loose because they'll never understand until they feel their loss. But whether they have the best of intentions, wanting you to cheer up, or the worst of intentions, or the most nonchalant of intentions, you got to understand that they'll never understand it until they're in this exclusive club with you. And it'll all make sense. Because all anybody ever knows is a world where you grieve and you get the hell past it. Now, I ain't saying stay in bed all day eating soup for a year. Like, I ain't been doing that. I got fat as hell, but I just left the gym now. I'm trying to get myself together, but I'm telling you, it might not be quick. It might take a long time. You got to keep it pushing. You got to keep moving. But if you think that this is something that you just snap out of and you you gonna be waiting for that snap a long ass time cause it don't come and it should it shouldn't come all I knew until March of 2021 and March of 2022 was my parents were here my parents were a phone call away a drive away a flight away if I needed them, they were there. Now, they're memories. All I got left of my mom is a voicemail that she left me in December of 21. December of 2021. Where she tells me she's cancer free. Now, anyone that knows you know my mother died of cancer she got the ring that bell in December I was happy my sister was there with her took the video I don't have a video which sucks it's on an old phone but she rang that bell And she was cancer free for about two months. And I don't look at that as, ah, it's fucked up or whatever. I look at it like my mom fought cancer shit three times. Third time it came for, it it, it came for, it, it ain't give her no chance to beat it. But she beat that shit twice. And that's what my mom did, man. Like, my mom... Boy, she could fight out some shit. Excuse my language, sorry. Probably last time I apologized for it, because I really don't care. (laughs) I'm talking about my mama, man. She... She fought it. Colon cancer. You know, in 2007. Lung cancer in 2020, 2020. 
multiple strokes. Hell, a week before she, less than a week before she passed, she was up and walking. She fought it, man. She fought hard. But it was her time. And like I said before, I think a year ago, I, um, I don't know what you think of our religion. I won't say I don't care. Because if you listen to this, you're probably somebody I know and probably give a damn about. So I do care because, I mean, it's about your peace, whatever your peace is, whatever you have peace with. Believing in something, not believing in something, that's your prerogative. But my mom, man, she had faith above all else. And I guess I'll end with this because I'll probably start crying. I'm okay with losing her because I know her faith was so strong. that she's with God she told me all the time told my sister all the time to make us feel good but also cause it's how she really felt she'd always be like don't be worried about me I'ma go to heaven I'ma be dancing with Jesus and at times when it's hard real hard I see her doing that dance Gold on the streets, bright skies. I see her dancing. And it's gonna be hard tomorrow. It's hard right now. But I know she alright. And if you listen to this, I appreciate you. Don't ever be afraid to grieve. Don't ever stop yourself from grieving. If them damn tears start rolling, you let them damn things roll as long as you need them to roll and then you keep it pushing. Because it stays with you. Because you love them. It's from a Marvel show, but it was some deep shit what is grief if not love everlasting shit I don't know if that's the exact quote <laughs> you gonna have to go watch WandaVision for that but um it was deep that love don't leave That connection don't leave. I was in her stomach for nine months. Ain't no closer connection than that, bro. It ain't supposed to leave. If you got your parents, even if they get on your damn nerves, Connect with them as much as you can because trust me, 
you gonna miss them getting on your damn nerves when they ain't a phone call away. Dorian, I'm cancer free. <laughs> <laughs>